Scott's military-style shooter done in a single take. Today I'm talking about One Shot. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about One Shot, which is a recent action movie starring Scott Adkins. And uh, I thought it was pretty good, and I wanted to get into why, since it has kind of a gimmick to it. And yeah, I wanted to determine whether or not it worked. Modern martial arts movies are a funny thing. There's definitely a market and enthusiasm for the genre, thanks to growing appreciation for classic kung fu and Hong Kong flicks. But it's also not mainstream enough to get giant studio pushes behind it. It means most of the American version's best stuff, even a solid performer like Scott Adkins, are sold straight to video with a strong gimmick, aka look at this impressive collection of talent we put together, or a sequel and reboot of a familiar fighting franchise, see Universal Soldier, Undisputed, or Sudden Death. But today's movie goes the gimmick route, and it's not a bad one. How would you like an entire action movie shot to look like a single cut? Atkins plays the leader of a Navy SEAL team, Jake Harris, who is, an accom- who is accompanying an intelligence officer to a not-Gitmo-but-very-much-like-Gitmo-styled base to get intelligence to prevent an upcoming terrorist attack from a, uh, from a prisoner. But in the middle of her interrogation, the base is besieged by a convoy full of armed mercenaries who are there specifically to stop said prisoner from talking. Now in a fight for survival, Harris and his team will have to get the information they need and escape with their lives. I'm conflicted about this movie from both a story and action standpoint, and I'll explain why. Now, I'm not usually a stickler on plot in movies like this. It's an action-first movie, not a movie that's trying to be deep, or at least you wouldn't think so. However, one shot seems to thrash against its genre conventions. On one hand, this movie dives into the pitfalls of a number of military shooters. For instance, one piece of intelligence that could save America hangs in the balance which is the fantastical example dumb politicians will use to excuse torture. And considering how little actionable intelligence actually came out of Gitmo or situations like this, it's hard to be gung-ho. However, the movie also portrays torture as an ineffective tool, even in this scenario, and portrays people who are tor- who are torturing or willing to trade or kill prisoners as morally compromised or blinded by vengeance. And I like that part. It means our hero Harris is trying to do what's right versus being a spirit of vengeance. Right before a mercenary leader convinces a young man to commit a suicide bombing, and Harris is basically taking on a platoon of men single-handedly. It's like the genre tropes are just too strong to ignore. On the action side, I'll admit this one was too heavy on the standard firefights for me. There is a lot of time dedicated to shooting from cover, retreating, and shooting from cover again, which isn't my favorite kind of action. But once it does become the Scott Adkins show, then the movie really gets fun, as she shoots, stabs, and fist fights his way through all of these goons. The end run in particular is very impressive. It makes recurring elements like the camera going around a corner only to show our hero popping around the other side palatable. That said, the single-take gimmick, and I'm not being disparaging when I say that because it's in the freaking title, does limit what the movie can do and create some in-movie logic problems. For instance, for the sake of tension, we need a near-limitless supply of terrorist mercenaries showing up. But from looks of it, they had a truck of guys, and we see almost 30 men dropped in a single hallway. 
Not a stickler, but this kind of wonky movie math got to me. It also means that the more elaborate set pieces aren't really there. It's almost always a one-on-one -on -one encounter or a firefight, and the exposition scenes have the same look and feel as the action heavy beats. It's still a fun what's once over, but it lacks the extra stuff to put it over the top. The verdict is it's pretty good. While the movie does fall into genre tropes and the limitations of its gimmick, One Shot has enough thrills to recommend. 6 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.